what's important is what it is you're referring to when you say don't seem quite real or solid, uh, both both in terms of what you're experiencing and what they're talking about in the teaching. Uh, can you tell me more about that? So, well, my experience is that um, it seems like things are just um, arising from me almost like a, like a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that way they seem less real. It's not that they don't function, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like I feel like it's almost a little bit of a game, like, oh, it's all, look, there it, it is, and it, uh, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not really like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's my experience, it's movie-like, but functioning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in the teaching, I, I assumed they were talking about the same thing, they may have not been, but that was what I took it to referring to and it, you know it was emphasized as a an important practice but I'll, there wasn't much in the way of personal advice given <laughs> well um, <clears throat> what is a very what is a product of insight is to have experience where uh, and that's why I asked you about solidity like you know you, you take something like this and the feeling the sensation of solidity is you know it's totally there but the interpretation of that in terms of an object that's something that you're your, your mind is doing and to have that experience that or you, you look and the the light and the color is one thing but the interpretation that your mind puts on it is another so uh, it's not that it's not that things lose the quality of solidity solidity in terms of you know your eye can't pass your vision can't <coughs> penetrate through a solid object and that which you touch feels solid but those things at the level of sensation are one thing but those, but what your mind makes out of them is something else and is, is, is that that's what you're talking about yes. yeah you sort of catch that happening that's very good that's and in uh, that is the insight into uh, the empty nature of things, and the more you can sustain that, uh, that's a very important part of practice. Is to, you know, carry that, or as you know, be aware of that more and more, so that it becomes part of your normal perception of of things. Is to not only have the perception that your mind has uh, of the object your mind has reified. But also have the perception that it is exactly that. It's a reification of an object. And uh, it that it is easier to do that. It's more obvious to do that with external objects. 
because the it's fairly straightforward. There's sensations, and sensations are sensations. And when your mind is is reasonably disciplined and focused and alert, you can quite clearly distinguish the difference between sensations and perceptions. It's, it's quite obvious. But it is uh, the next and more difficult step. But of course, the more important one is exactly that to to discover your mind doing the same thing uh, in terms of the self, which now you can probably do that way. You, you know, you can look at your physical body and you can feel the parts of your physical body, and they're the they're just part of the external world. So it applies the same way. But the sense of self, because it's not arising out of one of these physical senses, which you can easily discern the difference between that and the mental projection or perception, it is, it's more difficult to do. And that's... Uh, uh, but it is... But as you understand the process of what's happening in terms of physical objects, the way that you create the perception and reify them, and you know you're doing the same thing with regard to yourself, uh, then you you have the key to start recognizing that same phenomenon that's taking place. Um, I think where you'll find it easiest to do that is anything that arouses a strong sense of the self. You know, it's, that's why it's really wonderful if somebody hurts your feelings or insults you or uh, takes something that you feel is yours or um, causes you pain or pleasure or anything else. Because we, whenever that happens, the sense of, of, of I-ness and mindness just, it's, it's right there. And that's the time, that's the time to watch and see that your mind, it's, it is... Uh, creating a useful fiction out of uh, the parts. And, and the parts are not known to a physical sense, they're known to a mind sense. But there are those ideas and concepts and feelings. Uh, and there's, uh, if you can, you can tap into in meditation uh, what we call the inherent sense of self, that even even when you detach yourself from everything else, there's still this sense of being a separately existent entity. And that's what everything else is built around. So you can, uh, you can see how uh, your mind, you know, if, if you start reacting to a circumstance with a strong sense of I, then if you're paying attention, you can see how the mind is reifying the sense of I out of, as a single thing out of the different components. So that's that's how that's how I would suggest you try to translate what you're already experiencing with external objects to the inter- internal sense of self. Does that resonate? Yes, yeah. I just wait to be insulted. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, uh, th- those are the those are the really obvious opportunities. Of course, the downside of those is is the reification of self can be sufficiently strong that the self is so busy reacting that that the mindfulness forgets to uh, to apply itself. So, <laughs> but. Uh, but the same thing happens sort of on and off a lot. The other thing that is really, I, I should mention this because it's very it's a very important part of it. And at least when I talk about it and think about it, sometimes easily overlooked. One of the things that does come really clear in meditation is those long periods where there is no self. There's just the knowing and the known. And there's not really any particular sense of anybody, you know, doing the knowing of a knower. And to notice and be aware of that, which which you can do uh, fairly obviously in, in certain periods in meditation, and carry that awareness, because it's actually happening when you're not meditating as well. You're, you're involved in something to an extent that uh, you're not selfing in the moment. But then the next moment you will. And then you stop again, and then you will again. And so, if you can catch that difference, that's very helpful. So, yeah, by by all means, uh, cultivate as clear an awareness as you can of how sometimes your mind isn't bothering with creating a self and taking that as an object; that it's just having the experience. Does it sound like what they were talking about in the teaching? Anything else? Yeah, uh, you know, I can't help adding one more thing. The other thing that's interesting, when you become aware of how this process of selfing takes place and you produce a particular kind of self in the moment, um, it's not just uh, the only thing you can do with that isn't just to see that it's happening and see through it, but uh, you can actively choose to construct a different kind of self. You don't have to settle for what your mind automatically produces. <laughs> so.